do it baby hello and welcome to wine beer it and, and witches. witches this is monica and this is shauna and we're your high priestess for this evening and we're coming at you guys with another ask astrega yay so i know that we were like really behind on um questions and stuff like that but we've been catching up and guys like if you're listening please send us questions send us stories when you do, please email us wine spirits and witches at gmail.com. A lot of you guys send them through um, Instagram, either to the wine spirits and witches account or to my account. And I appreciate that, but it gets really, really hard for me to keep track of all of them. And I have the attention span of a gnat. <laughs> so just email them. It's really easy for me to organize them there. And we need to think of some stories that we like different experiences that we want people to write in about Monica, because I want to hear, I want story time. Yeah, I would I would like a story time too. We're due. Yeah. We're due for story time for sure. You know what? Yeah. I got one. I would like people to write in stories about their first experience with witchcraft. Not just like any like, oh, you know, like the first time you did a candle or whatever. I mean, maybe that, but I want to know about the first time that you experienced something magical when you had that moment and you were like, this oh. is real. This just happened. Like, and you got that validation and you knew that it was working. That's what I want to know about. Yeah. And I would think I would like to know about how do you guys know that you were witches? Like, what was it that defined that in your life? And what was the moment that you decided or that you you really knew that you were a witch? I like that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. please write in, don't be shy. Don't feel like your experience isn't magical enough don't have that kind of like you know witchy imposter syndrome don't do that like we, we would love to hear it absolutely so now for the big question monica what are you drinking i am drinking my bailey's bailey's okay so what you know what i'm gonna ask drink? you to say i'm all great <laughs> is that what you want me to say 100 percent. 100 percent well, old Greg, I'm actually copying you tonight and I'm having Bailey's. Oh, hell man. Okay. We're on a Bailey's roll together. That's Ooh, cool. I like it's it. It's so sugary. It's, it's so, so good. Well. It's so good. You know, I like sweet. I like sweet. The sweeter, the better, my friend. Oh, we were in the mood for something sweet tonight though. So like, I was expecting sweet. Ricky was coming home from work and it's, it's pouring out right now, which is lovely. And um, I had already told him that we were going to record tonight. So he was like, hey, do you want like hot chocolate and Baileys? Mm, yeah, so that's doing, good. Yeah, hot chocolate and Baileys. But we got the salted caramel Baileys. Ooh, oh, okay. So that's that, good. It's good. But I mean, it would be good with like coffee, but like mixing it with hot chocolate, like I'll probably be in diabetic shock by the time we're done <laughs> recording this episode. <laughs> I just like the original Baileys. That's my favorite. I don't like the cherry one too much. I don't, I mean, I could deal with the salted caramel one, but my but favorite is just the, the original. cherry one in? That sounds weird. Oh, it is weird. It's weird. It's good, but it's not like my favorite at all. Like, I mean, I bet it was you the only make thing a really good dessert with it though. Yeah, but you know, I I would drink it if it was the only thing there. But I rather I rather the original, you know. True. Yeah. True. Um, before we get into our um, rant, our rants and our, our answering questions, I'm gonna just do a shameless plug for our Patreon real quick. 
Um, we do have a Patreon page. We started getting content up there for everyone. We have a couple different tiers. The first one starts at a dollar. And um, I wanted to start putting bloopers up, but I don't know, maybe we've just had our shit together a little bit more than lately because yeah. I don't feel like we really had a lot of bloopers, but um, we did celebrate work husband's birthday the other day. So happy birthday, work husband. Right. And we had these lovely penis cakes that were made by Sour and Sweets uh-huh. and they were delicious. And we, there's a video up there of us sampling these delicious little penises. Yes. yes and Monica good. learned a new phrase that I will not have her repeat here because that one's just for Patreon. So um, I think I'm going to try and find, I think that's going to be my new thing, Monica. I want to try and find dirty slang phrases to teach you. Uh-huh. And we're going to just have you recite them. Um, <laughs> and I'll, we'll just record it. And I think that's just going to occasionally go on Patreon. But that means I need to stay up on my like lingo too. Cause there's been a couple times now that I've read for like younger people. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? What does, what that, does that even mean? mean? Yeah, what I've had those mean? moments. I've had to like look up shit on Urban Dictionary. So I guess that's when I knew that I was getting a little bit older. And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> so I've had that moment, yep. but I'm going to do some research. We're going to come up with some really good phrases for you. Okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect. I love it. And just in case anyone was wondering, the little penises, they were delightful. They were really yummy. Yeah, they were very delicious. Very delicious. Yes, they had rain, rainbow sprinkle pubes. Yes, they did. <laughs> or did they? Sure did. And they and they measured in about two or three inches. Was it about? Oh, did we measure those too? I no, we didn't. That. But we did it by eye. So I'm thinking about two or three inches, maybe something like that. You guys yeah. missed that whole. We should have just live streamed that whole dinner because we just, yeah. it, you know, we each had bought work husband something and we did not coordinate this but everything turned out to be penis themed yes it did so it just it turned into just a night of 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 penis a night of dickery yes it was a (laughs) night of dickery because it was a night of penis without any actual penis yes yes but it was a night of dickery a night Uh of dickery I apologize to anybody that is listening to this with their children in the car I think by now you've turned it off (laughs) Uh, so let's dive in now that we're done with our dickery i'm gonna take another sip of my my diabetic shock right here bailey okay go ahead go for it what's the matter okay all right right. so our first question comes from page i think how you pronounce this um and they said i'm listening to the candle magic episode and i'm curious about your stance on charging money for magic I've been so aggressively warned against it. I'm terrified, but it feels like the universe keeps pointing out people who like what I do and are willing to pay me for it. So I wonder if I'm letting other people's bias about showing respect for your craft hold me back unnecessarily. Well, I'll be the first one to say I charge for my magic. So I don't see anything wrong with charging money for magic. I think that you need to do so ethically. And you have to do it to the point where you have to feel confident in your magic, confident in whatever spell that you're doing, that it's going to work first off, um, so that you know that you're selling, you know, a quality service to whoever you're doing it to. But Mm -hmm. I also feel like, you know, be, be truthful and honest with your work. There's so many times that I hear people saying that they've given hundreds to thousands of dollars to these people that 
have just ripped them off and said, oh, you have a, a you know, generational curse on you and I can break it, but I need this very, you know, special candle that I can only get for $5,000 or whatever, you know, like you hear that. So don't do that. Don't be a dick about it. And, you know, think about what you think is a price that is ethical, that accommodates not just your time and your skill, but also all of your, you know, supplies and what you need. Yeah. And beside all that, you know, whenever you do work for anyone, you have to get coin in return. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, otherwise that, you know, you're left with all that impression of that work you're doing instead of be, it being passed on to your client. So the, accepting money for a service is not unethical. I think it's, it's, it's a service provided and you should definitely get paid for it. I don't see as long as like Shauna says that you're being reasonable and you're not being like outrageous with your fees and respectful I think it's fine I don't think there's any issue with that no, no I don't I don't think there's an issue with it um and yeah like you said about like you have to get a coin for it and so what that basically comes down to is the philosophy that by having by having your client pay you to do the work by them paying for it it's like a transfer of karma like you're not incurring the karma of the work that you're doing because it's not for you it's for them so have them pay for it that way it becomes that they like you know, metaphorically pay for it too. The karma is transferred to them. And right. even with that said, though, um, you know, if if someone's coming to you and asking you to do something really fucked up to another person, and you decide to do that, even if you pay them, I still feel like that karma will come to you. Like if you know, like this is yeah. fucked up. Like I shouldn't be doing this. You know, mm-hmm. and you do it anyway. Like you got to be careful with that because you know you're get that's your intuition telling you like, hey, this is this is no good. Don't do it. So even if you have someone pay you, like you'll still kind of get that karma. So watch out for that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Only do ethical, ethical work. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it harm none, do what you will. Remember that. Exactly. Exactly. And you can't, you can't stop like whatever they're, the client's going to do afterwards. Like there's been plenty of times that people have asked me for, um, like love spells. And I've told them like, we can't do it on a specific person. I know damn well, some of these people have gone home and carved some poor bastard's name right into the candle. Right. Like I can only do my part. I can explain why you shouldn't do that. X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? And then your do- job is done. It's yeah. released mm-hmm. to them. So, exactly. Yeah. So Absolutely. I don't think that there's anything wrong with, with charging for it. You just have to do it in line with what feels right for you. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. Okay, so our next one says, hey, okay, so my name is Destiny. I'm having some issues with beginning my craft and also now a friendly thing vibing at my house. I've tried cleansing it and it won't go away or let me burn dragon blood incense. What do you recommend? Interesting. I think that's interesting that, well, I guess the question that I would first have is like, well, are you burning like stick incense or is it like resin so that you know it's legit dragon's blood? Because if you're using stick incense or even if you're using like old charcoal, it may not be burning and it may not be a magical thing. It could just be that the the product itself is no good. Mm-hmm. True. So that's the yeah. first thing rule that I would, in. yeah, rule, rule out, the, out mundane. the mundane first, you know, rule out uh, anything that could be causing that on the physical plane, not on the spiritual plane. And then if it's still happening on the spiritual plane and then you look into it again, but what I want to ask you is if there's a friendly thing vibing, why would you want to get rid of it if it's friendly? You know, I feel like a lot of people, because there's a lot of like stuff going on 
And especially because there's so much about witchcraft that's prevalent on online now too, you know, this is yeah. like, you shouldn't have spirits in your house. You shouldn't have spirits in your house. Don't mess with spirits. Don't talk to spirits. Da, da, da. It's like, okay. I mean, in general, yeah. Like you don't want to like really poke at stuff because you, unless you know what you're doing, but I think yeah. as a witch, it's almost like, I feel like your house accidentally becomes open. I call it a spirit highway. Like, I feel like my house isn't outright haunted anymore. Cause I got, I got rid of the weird thing that was here. But there are things that come and go all the time. And I think that's just like the nature of being a, a witch. Like you're going to have stuff kind of passing through your house sometimes. Yeah, you track stuff like that. You can't help mm -hmm. If you really want to get rid of it and you try another method, maybe if the dragon blood is not working, try something else like rue or rosemary. That should work. Yeah, you can definitely tie some rue, fresh sprigs of rue and rosemary up with some red ribbon and hang it above your door. And you can even asperge with it so you can get a bowl of sea salt and water and dip the rue or rosemary in it and flick it around in the corners yeah see if that helps because if it's, it's close to the dragon's blood go another route just try another route if you have trouble with that then give us a call give yeah, us a call. yeah. <laughs> the only other thing that i would recommend though is i would probably get some florida water or holy water and you can um you can spray that around like so think of it kind of like a liquid smudge but i even mop my floors with it like when whenever the floors get mopped, a little bit of that gets added to the mop solution. So I would definitely try that too. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. All right, so we have this one from Skylar. And Skylar actually sent in two questions, but I'm just gonna kind of break them into different episodes. We're gonna answer one of the questions today. Okay. And it says, to my two favorite high priestess, I'd like to submit two questions I've been struggling with for mini-sodes. What is a good way to deal with a negative person in your life? Someone who really goes out of their way to be petty and spiteful. I would never want to cast dark magic or put negative energy out there. So I turn to you for assistance. With quarantine quarrels, I hope you find this to be a good question for a mini-sode. I think that is a fabulous question for a mini-sode because I know, I mean, technically, I guess we're all out of quarantine now. I know a lot of people are still home and just even working from home, we're around our housemates, our spouses, our families, and everything else a lot more. So tensions are definitely high, but also who doesn't have a petty bitch in their life? Right. And exactly. with the way I'm saying that, that's making me realize I might be the petty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, well, there's several things you can do. Um, um, I would do maybe if they're very negative, there's two ways you can go with this spell. You can either put them on ice to make them freeze and stop and or hand slash or put them in honey to make them sweeter to you both of those spells work really well um so when you say put them on eyes i know we've we've given this spell out like a million times but like just in case anyone has missed it before yeah just get a piece of brown paper bag that works really well and a red ink red ink pen and write their name on it fold it up in four put it in the bottom of a clear plastic container fill it with water and put it in your freezer and it simply means freeze stop what you're doing that's one way the other way is by doing the same thing with a piece of paper writing the name on it in red ink and putting it in the bottom of it like a brandy sniffer getting a new jar of honey and tasting the honey and then pouring it over the paper and placing that whole glass on the highest point of your house. And that can make them sweet to you, make them more sweet to you. That's what I would do. 
Mm -hmm. And if you go the honey pot route, you can also take that the glass jar down, and when they start acting up, you can light a candle on top of it. Mm -hmm. Because honey pots, the reason why they're so great is because they age like fine wine. The older, the better. They get really good, and you can continuously work with it. Mm -hmm. I've had yeah. a lot of luck with honey pots. They were originally a love spell, is where they uh -huh. kind of come from. But I've used them in just a lot of different situations that have nothing to do with romance, and it's always been incredibly helpful. <laughs> But I caution you with it because, you know, since we're talking about someone that can be a little petty and a little shitty, you may not want that person to sweeten up to you because that might mean that they're trying to accidentally like rope you into their petty shit with other people. So it kind of depends. So, yeah, I think choose wisely and think about that because I think a freezer spell would be really good. And so would so would the honeypot. So I guess it just really depends on the situation. The other thing I would say is try just to laugh their shit off, but it's also protect your energy. Protect your energy, do like a bubble meditation. If you know that you have to be around them, maybe this is a roommate or your boss or something like that, and you have to deal with them, you know, then, you know, just you close your eyes and you imagine yourself in your happy place, whether that be the beach or the forest or your bed, wherever that is. And you imagine this bubble of gold light encompassing you. And I always tell people like engage your senses with it because that's what solidifies it and makes it real. So what's the temperature in it? What does it smell like? Like make oh. this bubble real. And what you do is you put that person on the outside of this bubble so that you can see them, you can interact with them, imagine them talking to you. And as they're talking, their words come out like arrows, but it can't penetrate your bubble. It just bounces off. Those arrows just bounce off your bubble. They're useless. Because by doing that, you're giving yourself permission to have to interact with this person while not taking on their energy and not getting that like whammy of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So that's what I would do right okay that works so we got one more here and this one's a little bit longer okay and this is from from morgan okay. okay okay so it finally hit me how to ask my question please bear with me so i've always been drawn to the darker side of nature not because i like it but because i guess i understood what it was just what it was it's nature it can't be helped like, for instance, a story my grandma would tell me was that when I was a kid that we were at a family member's house from Mexico who fought roosters. She said I was about a year or two old and she looked outside and noticed I was alone with the prize fighting rooster. He stood face level with me and I was just rubbing and petting his head and he stood there relaxed and content so she just watched us. Shortly after, she said my family member ran outside screaming and yelling for me to get away from the rooster and instantly it flipped out and turned back into an aggressive bird. Years later, being like five or six or so, I'd watch movies like Jaws and I would always cry my eyes out because I genuinely didn't understand why people were killing the shark because it was merely just doing what sharks do. My favorite animals have always been Tasmanian devils, vultures, crows, things of that sort. I've always been good with aggressive and nervous animals. Today, I'm a dog groomer and have been for about 10 years specializing in aggressive and nervous dogs. I also have a knack for being, I also have a knack for comforting beings as they pass away. I did not choose to find this out. I did my best to comfort my grandmother when she was dying. My family's familiar, a hairless rat. I happened to be the only one around to hold her and comfort her as she slowly passed away. I've recently nominated two to groom dogs that were getting ready to go to sleep that's the part religious wise i went from christian to atheist to satanism because they say you create your own world to pagan witch 
because I feel most home here. Well, also my whole life, I felt a shadow being watching over me and I've always been scared slash comforted by it. It's kept me pretty much incapable of lying or doing anything wrong because I know that someone would always know the truth. Well, right after I declared that I felt at home being a witch, I had a dream. I've never had a lucid dream before, but I walked into my bathroom and I saw a shadow figure that was indeed a man staring at himself in my mirror. I gasped and I got excited because I wanted to introduce myself, but against my will, he pushed me out of the bathroom without moving at all. I've never seen him again. So with all this random information, I feel like I'm stuck in weird witchy limbo because I don't know what this means about me or me trying to practice magic. I try and follow the love and light for all, no darkness or outside spirits, but it doesn't feel right to me because I believe as above, so below, as is light, so is dark. So I feel like following others' magic, others' magic advice, I'm neglecting something that speaks to my soul. And as a baby witch, I am left feeling lost and confused. I don't know who, what, or why. I don't even know if there's an answer, but I'd like to guess Okay. <clears throat> I just like to guess here some and get some input. The thing that I heard on your podcast that smoked to me most is when Persephone was mad at Hades about keeping the dead. And he said, I don't kill anyone. I just give them a place to live. I don't know why, but that just resonated with me more than anything else has. My greatest encouragement right now is a mandrake root that I just bought. I don't know which way is which with magic right now I feel so lost but I feel like my mandrake will be my magical buddy and the effort I put into caring for him feels like something close to my soul I'm sorry for so long and so random but all the input means so much oh, I wow. love it I feel like you really thought this out you really kind of thought about where your stance is on things where you feel lost and honestly I think that's like half the work right there you did a lot of soul searching and just looking at this I feel like you have a lot of different answers that are kind of one of those things that are hidden in plain sight. Uh -huh. So first off, I feel like it'd be a good idea to research um, underworld deities like Persephone, Hecate, Pluto, because you already resonate with things like that. That's what's speaking to you. And, you know, I, I've, I've heard the love and light thing. I've never heard no outside spirits, I don't think, but I guess that kind of goes with what we were already talking about earlier with the the other question about spirits you know and people saying don't don't fuck with spirits girl fuck with spirits that's what your your magic wants like I don't want to say that you're drawn to the darker side of things in the sense that it's evil because it's not evil it's just there's a balance yeah. for everything you're not a fluffy bunny that's not what you do that's fine I think you should also take some classes on mediumship because uh -huh. it sounds like you're just very in tune with death and I actually had messaged back and forth with her a little bit and I told her to take, to try and look up a death doula class. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that for mm -hmm. sure. Because it, it's there, it's following you. And so obviously you're somebody that naturally brings comfort to that. Um, right. I had a friend that took a death doula class online actually, and uh -huh. it was a really interesting experience for her. So I would definitely check those kinds of things out, but it shouldn't make you feel less of a witch like you, and you know, like you were saying, like people give you advice and it doesn't resonate with you. Like, that's your intuition telling you, girl, like, no, this isn't what you need. Your spirit needs something else, or at least right now it does. So it's time to look at those darker sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say the same exact thing, like look into a doula class, because I feel like that's your calling. And mm -hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? And there are only special people that can do that. Not everyone can do that. I could never do that. 
that's not my my that's not my gig at all and i really respect the people that can do that like my daughter who works with in in as a as um in the in the funeral business and preparing bodies i could never do that that's not my cup of tea but she does it and she finds peace in it so if you find peace in it you go on that path as long as it's not harming anybody the old saying and it harm none not even yourself you go and do what makes you feel comfortable and that works for you that's that's my suggestion mm-hmm. don't let anybody tell you it's wrong it's negative it's dark maybe it's a little dark but so what you but know, being dark doesn't mean fun. evil it just means start it's just like a more it, it's like a shot it's like your shadow and having to do shadow work right you know what i mean that's all it is it's just you're kind of getting into that stuff i would also suggest because you're talking about vultures and tasmanian devils and stuff like that i would look up what those animals represent and like as animal messengers like what's their medicine what's their power and their properties because i would look into that i would also see if you can collect any bones or anything from any of them i mean i know it'd be hard to get a tasmanian devil you know bone probably but um you can definitely find vultures because there's vultures everywhere. Like, so I'm sure you could find vulture bones, whether it be out in nature or in an oddity group. If you go, if you go the path of an oddity group, I would definitely um, just make sure that it's ethically sourced and bond with the bones the same way that you're bonding with your mandrake root. You just bond with it. You name it, you care for it. You know, if you can't actually get anything from a Tasmanian devil, you can, I'm sure you can get art that represents it. But even more so what I tell people when it comes to like your animal spirit being an endangered animal and one that you can't like really acquire a piece of, the next best thing I think is to find a reputable charity that works to help with the conservation and preservation of that species and either volunteer your time or send money when you can. Uh Because that's another way to pay tribute to that animal spirit and help the ones that, that desperately need the help. And Tasmanian devils definitely do. Um, I know this from my time of um, taking a class at the zoo that a lot of them are actually dying of brain cancer. And I don't think they know why. Well, this was years ago, so they might have kind of cracked it and figured out why at this point. But there is some really great um, rescues that are helping with them too. Uh Yeah, your pet is good and different. So just go follow your heart. Yeah, follow your heart. And you know what? And it doesn't have to be any which thing, like how you're kind of saying that you went from like being Christian to atheist to, you know, Satanism to pagan. Do what feels right to you. When I first started taking like Wicca classes, the thing that I loved the most about it was that there was really no judgment and there was like this mishmash of everything. You can really do whatever you want. I have some friends that are Satanists and, you know, I, I belong to, I actually belong to the Satanic temple. I think they do a lot of really, really amazing work. Um, and I know a lot of them in there that that also practice witchcraft, you know what I mean? So you can do whatever you need to do that feels right for you. But, you know, if paganism were, was where it's at and you feel home, like, welcome home. That's a beautiful feeling. Yes, it is. Indeed. What do you think about that dream that she had, though? Like, she said that there was, she always felt like there was, like, a shadow figure that was with her her whole life. I always, I just, like, at first would assume that that's, um like her spirit guide. Yeah. I just thought like, yeah, it's a spirit guide that's with you. And maybe it just like, you never really saw it all the way or something. So you just assumed it's a shadow figure. Yeah. But, um, but that dream where she saw a man staring at himself in the bathroom mirror, and then he like shoved her out of the bathroom. What do you think that was? Oh man, I don't know. I'm not sure about what that means. God. I, I mean, mean, I, that, that I'm kind of like, cause normally I'd say it sounded like someone kept you out of the bathroom to protect you. 
but you felt like the the shadow man pushed you out himself uh-huh. but yeah, I mean it went away after that so like whatever it was yeah. I can't really yeah it was, on it. That was- maybe it was just a one-time maybe it was something that you carried in you know what I mean from your work and oh, yeah. uh, you know you just never know with that and since it was a one-time deal I wouldn't be too concerned about it if it kept on repeating then I'd be a little concerned but I just think maybe you know something attached to you and that's what happened you know yeah yeah since it was just a one-time deal I don't think I'd be too worried about it either yeah but definitely start if if you start getting funky dreams like that again I would definitely start keeping a dream journal so that you can kind of keep tabs on that absolutely that's what I would do and kind of check that out but definitely like start looking at classes on like mediumship read some books on it you know what I mean that's what I do because you're just you're 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 drawn to that side of it you're a death witch and that's cool as fuck like there's nothing wrong with that you know there needs to be some of those people out there you know you can't always be light and fluffy you know what I'm saying exactly even even us as witches we're not all light and fluffy all the time that's for sure you know so yeah can I just say that I was really excited that her family's familiar was a hairless rat Uh I've always wanted a hairless rat I've had pet rats like growing up and I love them I think they're amazing pets and they're so smart and they're so clean they really are um but I don't have a hairless rat right now I just have a hairless dog that kind of looks like a rat so yeah close enough for right now (laughs) close enough right it's close Close enough enough. she's she's in her adidas uh jumpsuit right now here let me let me see because she's right next to me let me see that baby hello to mezzy hello that mezzy girl oh my god (laughs) how damn cute Oh my God, she's so adorable. In her little sweatsuit. Hello, Mezzy. Hi, I love That's her. That's the cool thing about recording over Zoom is we can see each other's animals. So yeah, Mesmer <laughs> is rocking her Adidas tracksuit right now because it's cold. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. So those are our questions for this this mini-sode. Thank you, everyone. And remember, email us your questions, winescreepsandwitches at gmail.com. And we want stories about your first magical experience the first time that you felt like your spell work was validated or maybe the first time that you had a lucid dream or like whatever that experience was for you we'd love to hear about that and we want to hear about how you came to know that you're a witch right that fascinating that would fascinate me yes yes so please share that and monica who's your shout out for I'm going to shout out from um, another wine spirit and which is a follower and listener that came into the store the other day. His name is Curtis. So this shout out is for you. I told you I would shout you out and here it is. So there it is. That's awesome. My my shout out today is to my darling friend, Alice D. Um, We work um, at my, my burlesque show together, Bell Book and Candle, and we've become friends through that. And she is really amazing. And she has recently like really like accepted her her witchdom and come into it with confidence and has been researching and learning things. And nice. for those of you that are on the Facebook group, Alice is the one that called us out for not putting a new episode up. So thank <laughs> you for that, Alice, because that actually was exactly what we needed to get Ricky's button geared to get our stuff up because you know that me and Monica are basically cave people and we're like the most sophisticated we get is we know how to turn on zoom and talk into it the rest is all ricky that's where all the real magic happens absolutely but my shout out to alice like you know i'm really i'm really happy to see you thriving and developing 
as a witch in Communsa because it is, it's a really exciting and empowering moment in life. And I think it's just because you become a student for the rest of your life at that point, there's never a moment that you're going to, that you're going to ever know anything. So it's just like, you have the whole world to explore. And I think it's such a beautiful feeling. It is. It's wonderful. I love, I love being who I am. I really Mm -hmm. do. You? Exactly. Fuck yeah. I honestly, I don't know why anyone would not want to be a witch. Like it's, it definitely has, it's not, and it it has its responsibility and it's extras, you know, it definitely has its extra work here and there, but it's so worth it. It's so fulfilling and life is never really boring. No, that's for sure. That's absolutely Mm -hmm. for sure. Yes. We find the magic in everything. Yes. We can really find the magic in everything if we really look and you know what once you learn how to scry you can fucking scry anything i have to send you a picture i'll put it up on the facebook group it's of someone that was slicing a tomato oh this is the angriest fucking tomato i've ever seen in my (laughs) life i wouldn't have eaten that fuck no i'd be like no i would apologize like i'm so sorry i'm putting you right into the compost please forgive me for disturbing your slumber right that that tomato was fucking angry i'm telling you i hear you (laughs) Right, so cheers uh, to Bailey's. Cheers to all of our listeners. Yes, indeed. I'm almost done with my cup. Be safe. Be safe. Oh, that's so much sugar. Oh, sugary old Greg. I'm sugar coated, Greg. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Please send us your questions and your stories, and we'll see you guys next week, okay? All right, Merry Meet, Merry Pie, and and Merry Merry Meet meet again. again.